Hi, I'm Emily Trotter, and you're listening to Bible Talk on the Nothing But Fine Network. When I was a little girl, my grandfather, who was a gospel singer, always said he was nothing but fine when someone asked him how he was. My hope is that within our studies of God's Word, you will be reminded that through hard seasons and unforeseen circumstances, we can find contentment because God is in control and life is nothing but fine. Hi, everybody. So glad you're here. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to get organized. Um, It's never right. (laughs) And I, why do I do that? I'm the one that controls the buttons. If I'm not ready, I don't have to go, right? Um, But thanks for being here. Um, So we're going to do, we're we're still in Matthew. And, and, uh, you know, when I said, you know, famous last words, when you say something, you know, for sure that it's, it's like saying, oh, my kids will never, and then sure enough, they do. Um, because I I think it was last week or a couple weeks ago, I said I just do books of the Bible because um, I, it keeps me, you know, gives me the thing, um, not the thing, that like the, it, it gives me the, um, by just following a um, a book of the Bible, obviously, then I, you know, am kind of have it laid out where I'm, you know, there's, there's a schedule, if you will. Um, And I said, that's why I do that. I think that I'm going to be changing up that format, but we're going to get through Matthew first (laughs) and we're only halfway through. So we've got some ground to cover, but I hope that these also will serve as um, if you're looking for something that you can go back and look and see and find something. If you're looking for a specific thing that you're going through or dealing with, I hope that these have been something that you can pick out um, and, and listen to individually. Um, so there's that. So just stay tuned. We, we our formatting might be a little bit different for how we're going to go, go and learn uh, God's word. Okay. It will always be Bible based. You should know that it will always be based on scripture. Um, I am not going to lead you through um, someone else's study. Um, even though I am very heavily influenced by some that I've done, especially some of K. Arthur's precepts. So, um, but that's where I learned to study. So we might be changing up a little bit. So in, in in light of that, I think this is a really good passage to talk about today. So we're in Matthew 13 and it, it's, this is the starting of the, this is the start of parables. Um, and it doesn't, um, it feels like there are so many, um, but right here in Matthew, there aren't so many right now. So there's just several grouped together. And like I said earlier, um, Matthew tended to group his things together so that he had common themes right in the same, uh, you know, few paragraphs or whatever. So they're not necessarily chronological. So, but we're getting to the part in the book where he's starting to share the parables that Jesus taught with, and Jesus taught in parables. And I don't know if you're like me, I used to go, ugh, parables, and roll my eyes a little bit and not pay much attention to them and think, well, they don't, they don't, you know, those don't really apply to me. Um, but oh, yes, they do. <laughs> Yes, they do. And they are hard to understand a little bit. The meanings of them are not crystal clear. And it is encouraging that even the the disciples don't always understand them. There are some stories that we'll, I mean, we'll get to and we'll go over that said that even the disciples are like, I, can, 
Now that the crowds are gone, could you explain to us what the heck you're talking about? Because I don't get it. Um, so even they were confused, which should make us all feel better. And so I was like, this is beyond me. I'm never going to understand this, and I don't get the point. And then, lo and behold, um, you study or you spend or one time you're reading it and something just clicks. And you go, oh. And that kind of leads you down the rabbit path. Uh, the rabbit hole, if you will, and you start digging and you learn a little bit more. So that is what this is. It says in an explanation because Jesus starts teaching a parable. And then as the disciples came to him in verse 10, this is Matthew 13, verse 10, as the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? And Jesus, so I'm going to skip the first little bit of the parable to to explain this a little bit. And Jesus ends up quoting Isaiah, and it's from Isaiah 6, and um, I believe it's verse 9, and it says, You will keep on hearing, but you will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but you will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull. With their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they would see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return, and I would heal them. And so that is in Isaiah and Isaiah is telling them, you, you people are not, you're not paying attention. The Lord is speaking, you are seeing things and you're not, you're you're not grasping what's going on here. You're not listening. You're not understanding it. And that's not necessarily because God was keeping them from it, although it kind of sounds like that. Right. It kind of reads like because Jesus says, because here are his words um, for whoever has to him. Well, let me go back a little bit. He says to you, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. This is what his response to the disciples are back in verse 11. And it says, but to them, it has not been granted. Well, so that makes it seem like God granted the the disciples the ability to understand what he was saying, but had not given that same gift to all the crowds that were listening. That's not to say that they have something special or some special gift from the Lord about it. The, the, what this means is that the disciples were more receptive and they were more open. Now, remember, because they had Jesus said, hey, follow me. And they got up and followed him. Right. So they they were learning and leaning into and that's not to say that some of the people in the crowd weren't asking questions but see Jesus is his very point here is you came after me to seek if they don't get it and they walk away and go huh oh well yeah i don't get it it's like me having conversations with jim about oh gosh fishing and coordinates i don't i, I mean Longitude and latitude? I On a boat in the water, if I can't see land, I'm lost. I'm lost. Right? And I don't... Now, I mean, I guess if push came to shove, I might really work on it and try and figure it out. If, if, if I was stranded somewhere on a boat, Lord help me if I am. That sounds terrible. Um, I get, I get seasick, but anyway, um, so I, I'm not listening and I'm not paying attention. Or when Jim talks to me about engines and, and vintage Broncos, I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, when he starts talking about, um, stocks and the economy, I mean, I, I'm not an idiot, but I, I, um, I like the big picture. I don't want to get lost in the weeds there. I don't, I'm not going to get it. And I, and I 
don't care, right? So there are those things with when you come across a subject that you don't understand and then turns out it's not, okay, I don't understand it, but guess what? I don't care that I don't understand it. <laughs> Moving on. This is not important in my life. That's kind of what we're talking about here. These people that were hearing the words and really confused and didn't get it, they were like, oh, well, let's move on. Their ears didn't hear. And I think that, so in Deuteronomy, Way back in the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy, there is a great passage um, between, this is the Moses, God has given this word for Moses to give the Israelites. And here's what it says. So I'm going to read it to you. So it's Matthew, I mean, sorry, Deuteronomy 29. Um, one through six, and it says, these are the words of the covenant, which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the sons of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant, which he had made with them at Horeb. And Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, you have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all his servants and all his land, the great trials which your eyes have seen, those great signs and wonders. Yet to this day, the Lord has not given you a heart to know, nor eyes to see, nor ears to hear. I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you and your sandals has have not worn out on your foot. You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or strong drink in order that you might know that I am the Lord, your God. So here again, the Israelites were having a real hard time with some things and they were complaining. Remember, y'all know, you know, the Israelites wandered in the desert because they were just a stiff necked people as the Lord referred to them. And in Moses, Moses was so frustrated with those folks. He was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? We, you just walked through the Red Sea. With water, I mean, not just like you had water up to your knees on both sides of you and you kind of walked and kind of went through the muck. No, 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 no. These were walls of water towering over their heads and the ground was dry. It's a miracle. And as they all went through, which was about a million of them, okay, large number, when they all got through and as the Egyptians started into it, the walls of water just resumed. All those men, gone, gone. They're at the bottom of the sea. They were at the bottom of the Red Sea. And the Israelites had lived through that. And now they're, and then they questioned God. Like who he, you know, because they got through that and they're like, oh, we're starving. We should have stayed in Egypt. And Moses, and don't you know, God is like, are you kidding me? I just, what? I, What is happening here? Moses saying, your clothes have not worn. Your shoes, you got the same sandals on that you had on when we left. What do you mean you don't understand? They were not receptive. They were complacent. They were used to it. And they didn't pay attention. So Jesus is talking to the crowds. He's got all these crowds following him. And he's been doing, remember, he was doing all of those miracles. He was showing out. He was showing his power and his authority. He was showing that he was God. And people were not paying attention. And it I have to admit, it struck me a little bit of, oh, well... I guess that's a little bit how I was when I used to read <laughs> when I used to read um, the parables. I just 
skipped over them or rolled my eyes at it or said, this does not apply to me. I don't know what it's talking about. It's confusing. And then one day I got it. One part of one. And now I work a little bit harder when I read them and when I don't understand. Read it a hundred times. If you still can't get it, ask for help. Ask somebody like your pastor, um, you know, or Google for goodness sake. Now we, we ha- but you got to be careful. All these Bibles have notes in them now too. So you can kind of lean in. But the most important thing that you can do is pray about it and say, Lord, I don't get this. I feel like there's something that I need to know that's right here in this, that I could learn something here. I Help me to understand. And I'll be, you, you will 100% understand. But Jesus is coming and he, this is, so he's talking and this is, first of all, he got into a boat and the large crowds gathered to him. So he got into a boat and sat down and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. Now, if you've ever been to the beach from the water, speaking back towards that carries, I, I have a little slice of heaven down um, on the West end of Panama city beach And I have a little porch that I sit on, and I can hear every word that is being said down on the beach. Every kid that's being yelled at. Every kid that's shouting, Mama! I can hear them. Now, if I, when I stand there trying to get my own family's attention, they can't hear me. So that's fascinating in and of itself. So you can do, this is an experiment that you can do the next time you go to the beach. You can stand on the beach and speak back towards land and they'll hear every word you say without shouting okay it will not work in reverse okay so jesus uh, this is that just fascinates me when i when you i went oh my gosh it's true this is why jesus did this ah this this works (laughs) so um i know i'm goofy but anyway so he's speaking to them and he says and this is this is um by the way this is like my favorite parable It's so good. So, and he spoke to these things in them in parables saying, behold, the sower went out to sow and he sowed some seeds and some fell beside the road and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched and because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns and the thorns came up and choked them out and others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. He who has ears, let him hear. So Jesus is saying, he who has an ear. Hello, anybody responsive? Let them hear what I'm saying. He gives that invitation. So and then. He so when so he explains it to the disciples this after he talks about, you know, I'm skipping around. I told you I was going to do that. So then over in verse 18, he explains it. He absolutely explains it. You guys don't need me for this. Jesus explains himself pretty clearly. Here then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. Okay, those are the seeds that are falling on on the side that the birds are coming in and swooping up. Okay, 
Um, the one of, of whom seed was sown on the rocky places. This is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but it is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. Seems so simple, doesn't it? We all come across truths from lots of different places. And when truth or words about the kingdom of God come, it either falls on somebody that just shakes it off, or it falls on somebody who seems, and that one was the most convicting, I think. The one who immediately, they love it. It's joyful. It immediately sprouts. But it doesn't have enough soil. It doesn't take the time to root down. And as soon as it gets hard, forget it. This is this is too hard and I don't get it. And, and what I thought if I had the Lord, none of this would happen. I thought if I knew about heaven that I would have smooth sailing. This I don't like this. Or there's the people that that just have it and they've got good roots, but they just get distracted by everything else. And it all kinds of take it all the the your relationship with Jesus takes takes a back seat to all the other things. I mean, and guys, that's easy. It's really easy to just be like, oh, I don't want to get up for church. I really want to sleep, and I deserve it. We've been so busy, and we're just going to sleep in in the morning. Or I just really don't have time to sit and read my Bible today. I've got so much to do. But we spend so much time on our phones. Me too, guys. I mean, carpool could be spent. I mean, the line could be spent in reading the word and not playing a stupid game or scrolling. Am I getting choked out by thorn bushes? Or am I in a good soil where, man, it's going to flourish? It's like we've already, Jesus has already said good trees bear good fruit, right? We've already talked about that. He's already mentioned it at least twice in Matthew. At least twice he's talked about good trees bearing good fruit. I mean, it seems like this is a common theme that this and not only that, and it is a common theme because they were agrarian people. They they knew about sowing. They knew about planting seeds and harvesting. I mean, that was something that spoke to them that they understood. 
But it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an illustration a lot of times. But it makes me, it makes you question what kind of soil was I sown in? And am I, why am I, am I not getting it? Am I not seeing the message because I'm unresponsive? And because the Lord knows that I just don't really care. That I don't get it and I'm not willing to spend the time. Which one is it for you? I think it's time to tend your soil. I think it's time to figure it out. Jesus loves you.